Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Padres podcast, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day for Tuesday, March 10th. My name is Javier Reyes, your eclectic, maniac, maniacal, malicious, mischievous, and outright insane host of this here Locked On Padres podcast. Check out and follow the Twitter page for the show at LO underscore Padres. Sometimes there are memes tweeted there. Sometimes there are just tweets tweeted there. That's what happens on Twitter. Or my personal account at Javapeno, where there are certainly memes there and there are always tweets there. Hit me up on either of those accounts and I'll do my very best to answer your questions, comments, concerns. Might even answer them on the show. If you guys couldn't tell, I'm in a pretty cool mood today, I must say. Not really sure why. To be quite honest with you, there's nothing really different at all that happened between yesterday and today. You never wake up those some days and you f- you just have a good vibe about the day and the week, even though you've got a lot of work to do. Like you're confident for some reason. It's 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 a rare sort of disease that I'm going through right now. This disease of confidence, I would say. But we're gonna make it go to good use by delivering a podcast for you today, guys. And today, not much to discuss. Just a couple of stories that I saw and going to recap yesterday's spring training game because today there is no game that's right tuesday march 10th the padres are off but it doesn't mean i'm not going to do a podcast no excuses out here ladies and gentlemen no excuses out here in my little room in in new jersey that i'm currently in as i record i'm actually excited tonight because i'll be watching with my friends the the bachelor finale do i actually care about the bachelor at all no not one bit but I'm watching the finale, only the finale, actually, with my friends, and just just looking forward to that, I guess, because I enjoy hanging out with my friends every so often. Getting out of the house, I think, is important and healthy, and I know that that might not be health as a whole concern of a thing right now, but we'll get into that in a little bit, actually, because there's a story that came out today that has to do with the whole coronavirus thing. But anyway, let's get right into it. Yesterday's game, the Padres got spladoofed. Like the Dodgers by a score fourteen to two, not much really to speak of there. Obviously, the Padres got absolutely destroyed, dismantled, and outright humiliated. But of course, it is spring training. Only notable things I really could take away from the game is that Brian Dozier got the start. I noticed that, but basically nothing else of note from the offense. There's some good with the pitching side of things. Believe it or not, I know that they lost fourteen two, but. The good side of things is that Garrett Richards went three and a third, giving up one unearned run on four hits and a walk, and had four strikeouts. I mentioned this yesterday, I actually, I believe. Hopefully I'm not mixing up my podcast, that Garrett Richards is really one of the low-key kind of guys that the Padres, if he can do well, I don't think people realize that this could potentially become a solid at least at least three-person rotation because I'm fairly confident right now that both Paddock and Denelson Lamette are going to be good. Denelson Lamette, I think, is a little sneaky, but people know how good he is. He just, he just got hurt last year and didn't really pitch. And Garrett Richards is a guy that, while he's certainly not someone you're going to be anxiously waiting to draft in your fantasy baseball league this year, he's certainly someone that I think if he's a good number three, that's a solid, like, especially for a team that has a lot of pitching prospects like the Padres do with guys like Luis Patino and Mackenzie Gore. For him to be, like, your number third, and if he delivers a good season for you, it's just a good sign. It, it bodes well for the future. So really happy that he's been looking really sharp all spring. I know that Paddock's got roughed up in the last two 
starts for him. I know that a lot of people have been freaking out on Twitter and saying, oh, no, is it, is it going to be Garrett Richards now? Is it going to be Denelson Lament? Some people are fine with that. I still think it's going to be Chris Paddock. I think Paddock's been just – I think he's the perfect case of a guy who, one, is just had a couple bad starts, and he's just testing out a lot of things. He wants to develop that third pitch. Not worried about Paddock. I think if he struggles in another game, like struggles as in like gives up like three home runs and or two home runs it was the other day and six runs, then I think there could be questions of, hey, maybe this guy, we don't want to put him on opening day. But for now, I think it's still the Sheriff's to job to lose. And I doubt that any real performance will take that away from him. He's the number one guy and he's going to be one of the top pitchers in baseball, I think, this year. Another thing, Drew Pomeranz came in. He struck out both batters he faced. Pomeranz really in limited work, at, at least in terms of what I've noticed this spring training. And But the limited work, he's been great. Striking out guys and really solidifying the whole belief, or I'm, I shouldn't even say belief, the the fact that he's this excellent bullpen guy. And another, another I, I think that's the thing with the Padres this season, a lot of underrated acquisitions that they had. Obviously, everything's going to be about Mookie, and everything's about Anthony Rendon and Garrett Cole for good reason. But I think that what the Padres are able to do, you know, with Emilio Pagan and Tommy Pham and all these guys, I think that they had a really solid offseason, especially considering that they're a team that I think is hesitant to go all in. Even if they wanted to, they could blow up their farm system and get a bunch of players. I think that they want to wait because they're not totally convinced. I don't think Preller is convinced that the team last year was indicative of their potential. And if they can get like an 80 win season, 80 plus wins, maybe 85 is a little bit of a stress, but at least be 500, that bodes extremely well for the future. But in terms of pitchers that don't bode well for the future, Bedner, Marron, Barrocaudi, hopefully I said that name right, I'm sorry, in a rush to do this podcast today, believe it or not, Gerardo Reyes, they all got lit up, obviously the score was 14 to 2, as I said, the final bullpen spot, I think, is something to watch, and I'm going to get into more on that in a second, but really, it, it's kind of insane, the the Padres pitching the last few days. Not very good. And it's coming from all directions, but I think that when it comes to the bullpen stuff, aside from guys like Matt Strom and Yates and Pagan, it's it's fairly solidified, but I think that there might be like a last spot that might be up for grabs, I should say. Then the last thing I want to say on that end in terms of spring training games there is no game today like I mentioned they get back at it on Wednesday against Chicago as in the Chicago Cubs I believe you Darvish will be pitching against us I'm not totally sure who the Padres pitcher will be and just there's there's a little bit of uncertainty there again I'm recording this earlier in the day don't know for sure it might get announced soon I don't know I don't have time to wait but Another thing I wanted to point out in terms of Padres stuff is Tommy Pham, I actually saw he was on MLB Network in a short little interview, and he mentioned, like I was saying, that Denelson Lamette was one of the players he was most impressed by. And guys, let me tell you, every time I see anything of Tommy Pham, and I know there's some, I saw a couple people that were were hating on the guy because he didn't sign an autograph or something like that. And to that I say, well, I don't know entirely if there's something going on with this coronavirus. I don't know if like players are allowed to sign things. I, I don't know what the interaction is like. And certainly, after the news that came out today, I can tell you one thing, and that one thing is the MLB is clearly stepping in when it comes to this virus thing. And I want to plead once again with all you guys, stay safe. This is dangerous. This is very serious. And I don't want to cause panic or anything, obviously, but stay safe. This is, this is a weird kind of time period we're in right now. 
And like I said the other day, it's just it's kind of insane that you're seeing movies like Contagion becoming just super prescient and salient of movies to watch right now. But it's true. That's all I can say, guys. Stay safe. But yes, Tommy Pham, I just love everything I see from this guy. He was talking about how he feels like he's bringing kind of a winning attitude. And I'm paraphrasing here, but he was saying like, hey, I'm I'm excited to be with this team. And the interview was like, hey, everywhere you go, you win. And it's true. He's great on the Cardinals. And with the Rays last year, he was fantastic. Even though, even though they lost Tommy Pham, they're still going to be quite good. I think we'll have to just see. I had Kevin Weiss, of course, on the podcast a few weeks ago, which feels like it was ages ago at this point. It's it's really insane how long I've been doing this podcast for, that we're on like week five. It's it's really nuts to think about that we're already five weeks in, and somehow we're five weeks in, and I haven't quite run out of ideas yet. That's eh, not entirely true. I definitely, <laughs> I definitely run out of ideas at some point, but I actually am excited about some potential things we'll be doing the rest of this week. Had to get a little creative because there's no game today to talk about for tomorrow's podcast. And also, I want to mix it up a little bit. I don't just want to talk about spring training things. But anyways, guys, after that little tangent ramble, this is a little bit of a disorganized episode today. I know, but it's okay. We're going to take a little bit of a break. And when we get back, I want to talk about a piece I read in the San Diego Tribune today about the Padres. Talk about the... MLB pipeline rankings that came out today in terms of the farm systems a little and then a couple of other stories that have to do with baseball in general because you guys know I like to get a little general baseball talk in there every now and then so stay tuned guys listen to the Lockdown Padres podcast part of the Lockdown Podcast Network and we are back daddy-o here on the Lockdown Padres podcast part of the Lockdown Podcast Network just got done talking about the game yesterday and just some of my observations about the team in general. But now I wanted to talk about this piece that I read today in the San Diego Tribune from Jeff Sanders, who is, of course, the Padres beat writer for the Tribune. And he did a really, I recommend everyone checking this out. He did like a nice, really great, I, I should have done this myself, actually. I don't know why I didn't do a podcast that was just about this, but that's what happens sometimes in life when you're a schmuck like me. He did kind of a a giant kind of perspective piece on just where spring training is at right now. What are the positional battles that are be ta- being talked about? Obviously not breaking down things like third base, really. More talking about things like catchers and second base, which is probably the one that's receiving the most attention right now with the signing of Brian Dozier. And he gave you the stats, talked about Profar, who I think is the one who should technically get the spot, I think, because he is a switch hitter, which is what Sanders points out here, and also because it's not like Brian Dozier has been lighting it up in spring training. He's struck out quite a lot, actually, and he's kind of of the past. I know that there's been a lot of political talk these days going on about, you know, are we staying in the past or are we going into the future or what have you, but let me tell you, I am, I this is, a, this is an interesting race, and Greg Garcia is still in it, too. I just thought Sanders did a nice job here. If you guys have a subscription to the, the Union Tribune, he's he's a really good writer, and I, I'm a fan of his stuff. And maybe I'll actually email him to be on the podcast one day. I know that you guys have been asking me to try and get more Padres-based people on the podcast, and I'm definitely planning to do that, especially after this week, because after this week, this week will be the last of the NL West hosts coming on the show. I'll have Jenna Garcia of the Locked On Rockies coming on at least uh, maybe Thursday or Friday. I don't know which day. Most likely Friday, just to talk about some Padres versus Rockies, and just felt like that was an important thing to do. But anyway, and another thing he pointed out here is the catching. <laughs> the catching thing is another position that's weird. Where Austin Hedges, like I've said earlier when I did my fantasy minute, Austin Hedges couldn't hit the ball if he had the 
the hammer that Reinhardt uses in Overwatch. That guy is atrocious offensively. And the fact that he still can get some starts because he is so good defensively. And Mejia, Francisco Mejia, is probably the second runner-up to for the job, is hasn't been doing anything. He's 0 for 15 this spring with four walks and two strikeouts. While Hedges is 3 for 17. Then there's Luis Torrens, of course. It's... It's weird, and I'm I don't really want to watch Austin Hedges play like ever again. I can't stand watching that guy bat. Like I compared him to Jose Molina circa twenty fourteen ish when he was with Tampa and he was batting like one hundred. Anyway, recommend checking out that piece. It really is a great, nice snapshot of the spring so far and what we still have to monitor with little stuff on Tramel, who is someone that I'm really high on. And like I said, go check out Jeff Sanders. He's 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 really does good good work. Next thing I wanted to talk about, guys, the MLB pipeline rankings came out today and pause for dramatic effect. The Padres were ranked at number two in all of baseball for having the second best farm system. Now, of course, the number one spot, if you guys didn't know, goes to the Tampa Bay Rays. I actually think that this is you can make a case that the Padres are number one. They have more overall top 50-like guys, while the Rays have, basically, they have they have Wander Franco and Brandon McKay, and then they have Vidal Bruhan and Xavier Edwards, Shane, Shane Baz, and Brent Honeywell. I think you could make a case that the Padres are number one, but it's not like the Rays only have Wander Franco. Like, you're going to be, in my opinion, in the top, like, six if you have the best prospect in baseball. Like, that's just what happens, in my opinion. I don't remember the last time that doesn't happen. But I would say it's it's not like they're a one-guy wonder with that respect. I do think that the Padres have a little bit more depth in their farm system. But in fairness, Wander Franco sounds amazing. And at shortstop, which is a position that I feel like the Rays haven't had in, since forever, by the way. I feel like the Rays have had, a, like, a... Now, I don't want to say good, but just a, a potential superstar shortstop. I feel like they haven't had one of those in a long time. So really curious to see what they say there. Hey, Rays are always good at developing a farm system. I don't know how they do it on their budget. Always finding ways to be competitive and be interesting. Shout out to them. And shout out, of course, to Kevin Weiss, who was on the podcast a few weeks ago. Go check that out if you want to. We really dove deep on the, the Rays farm system and whatnot. Some other teams of note here that I saw... I would say that the Red Sox being at 25 was a little interesting just because I'm not making an indictment on, I don't know enough about the the Red Sox farm system, but just like that's a team that is trading away one of their best players in Mookie Betts and apparently doesn't have too much in the pipeline for players that are coming up. And considering that he was a farm system guy, let's not just assume that the they're going to find their way and make some money out of it and whatnot. In terms of some other NL West Teams, unfortunately, the L.A. Dodgers got a ranking of number three, while the Arizona Diamondbacks got six, the San Francisco Giants got 10, and the Colorado Rockies got 27. Rockies are probably, it's funny that I actually have uh, Jenna coming on as the last of the NOS hosts to be on the pod, but it's true. The Rockies really are in bad shape, especially with the Arenado thing, which I hope to ask her about. And look, the Dodgers being number three with their farm system is borderline just illegal and I cannot believe that they're so high I mean with Gavin Lux the the number two prospect in all of baseball and Dustin May it's it's really quite unbelievable I would say that actually might be a little bit high I actually think they'd belong around the the six to seven range 
I think. I don't think they have quite as much depth, but it is remarkable that they have such a good farm system and that they are unquestionably, at least in my opinion, the top team in all of baseball and the favorites to win the World Series. Uh, the Giants being at number 10 is cool. That team's going to be back. They're like the Spurs of baseball. And the Diamondbacks, who Miller talked about on Friday, they've got a decent farm system too. It's a it's a competitive division, the NOS, despite how much of a front runner they have with the Dodgers. I think that there's a lot of teams in here that are going to be good in the future, and I think that while it's probably a runaway for the Dodgers this season, it's going to get better. There is hope, guys. That's how I look at this MLB pipeline ranking. That's what I got from it. That's really it. That's all I have to say about it. Go check out the piece on MLB.com with the pipeline. It's by Jim Callis, Jonathan May, and Mike Rosenbaum. Really good stats in there, really good informative stuff, especially when you're someone who's just loves reading baseball stuff. You know, you get really nerdy about that stuff like I do. I'd scroll and I'll hop on Bleacher Report, SB Nation, and for Gaslamp Ball, stuff like that all the time. And it really gets me, me jazz, Friars on base, places like that. Love reading about baseball, especially when there's not a lot of baseball action that I can get excited by. Because as you guys know, spring training is whack. But anyway, guys, I just wanted to conclude today's podcast with one last thing, and that's a coronavirus update. The MLB announced that they're closing clubhouses to the media. I know I've seen all sorts of things happening with the coronavirus. I know that South by Southwest got canceled and that Coachella is getting postponed. And I just want to stress to everybody to be safe. And this media thing is unfortunate because the media people, while some people, you know, we could get annoyed by media people sometimes. We don't like their takes. We don't like their opinions. We don't like it when they... They bash on our teams, maybe, or criticize our teams, and we think they're biased, and this and that, and blah, blah, blah. It's really unfortunate because they deliver some incredible stories. And, yeah, this is this is unfortunate, and I can only imagine. I mean, I remember, I don't know, I haven't read up too much on the specifics of it, but I can imagine that teams are going to maybe consider not allowing fans in the ballpark, and that'll be weird, as you guys might remember, the last time we had a game like that. It was one of the first times ever, actually, from what I remember, was the Baltimore Orioles game from a while ago after the Baltimore riots happened. That was when I was a senior in high school, actually. Really just insane. I, I remember hearing about that and it was just flabbergasted at that. And I remember watching it in class. Don't do that in class, guys. Stay at school, pay attention. But I remember watching that and just being completely blown away and just seeing just complete silence. And there's just something eerie about it. There's something wrong about it. But I understand the health concerns are serious. So... We'll see how this story pans out. I don't want to make this podcast too much talking about the coronavirus because I imagine you guys are getting news about that literally everywhere you go and everywhere you see and everywhere you read and whatnot. So I won't do it too much. And that about does it for today's edition of the Lockdown Padres podcast. Oh, that's somewhat somber, somber note. I'm sorry about that. But remember, it is the only pod that might be better than the Padres themselves. Still making that joke, as always. Remember to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts from. Stitcher, Spotify, Himalaya, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, the SoundCloud app. Not SoundCloud app, the Overcast app, which is what I use. Whatever. Follow the show or myself on Twitter. As always, until next time, stay faithful, my Friar Faithful homies. Take care.